1: Nerding Out is nerding out about the Mandalorian. This is the way.
3: This is the way.
1: This is the way. Yep. It sure is. This is the way. That's what I just said.
3: This is the way.
1: All right. All right we got it. This is the way. Guys, can, this is the way. Oh God, can we just start the podcast? The phenomenon is on, and the Nerding Out crew is taking full advantage of it. This is Nerding Out, Mandalorian Edition. <laughs>
0: Yes, this is the appropriate intro, the Mandalorian intro. Please welcome to the Nerd Not Podcast. Along for the ride today, I'm Ravi. That's Cameron. Hello. Mandalorian is back on Wednesday. Like, freaking out. Freaking out excited about it. And freaking out excited because... Woman who voiced one of my all-time characters on Clone Wars and Rebels, and then... <laughs> Went to play Bogotan in live action, Katie Sackoff is here with us today. Katie, right. thank you so much for joining us today. Hi,
2: thank you for having me. I love that <laughs> intro, by the way. It's literally like, yeah. this is how I feel at work. It's like constantly like this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Don't you know? This is the way. This is the way. No, that is the way. I guess this is the way. This is the way. No, this is the
0: way. Not that is the way. It
2: reminded me of battle back in the day with Battlestar Galactica, how everyone would be like, So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. And I'm like, can we not like do we all have to so say? Or can like can
3: we, is there anything can else to say? So say
0: some. So say me. <laughs> Cameron, you remember when the news broke that Bogotan was coming to live action and people were like trying to debate who was gonna play the character? Yeah. And we were like, uh, Katie Sackhoff's going to play the character. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Who else would play? There Bogutan? is nobody
3: else that could play.
0: Can you feel it, Katie? The swell of excitement. Everybody's all amped up and ready to go. It's yeah. Season I mean- three
2: so am i it's been such a long wait and and um you know as a fan of the show i'm just excited to see it and then as you know having participated in the actual episodes to to know what's coming is i just can't wait to see it oh okay
0: you can tell us a few niblets (laughs) i know i know i'm like don't say much don't say much
3: (laughs) So what was it like in the past, like, I don't know, handful of months working through this during the pandemic and getting everything ready for season three? Like, what what was that process like?
2: Yeah, you know, it it was strange. I mean, not only on this show, but I was filming another show, like in the height of the pandemic, that was incredibly difficult to do and and I know that um I think that Book of Boba Fett was like in the height of the pandemic so there were there were definitely shows that had it much more like restrictive than we did on Mandalorian but it was it was still very much like everything's on lockdown no visitors on set like you know masks and shields and constant testing and you know it just it it makes the day A little bit longer because you're, there's so many little Mm -hmm. things you don't have to think about or, you know, normally where it's like extra makeup touches and hair touches because I have a mask on and then it's hitting the wig and it's doing this thing. And and so it's, it just makes little things more challenging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing I ever considered. Yeah. Just like strange things where they're like, Katie, you took the mask off and now you've got one piece of hair sticking out this way. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) for frack
3: sake. Damn it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me tell you why I love Bogotan so much. And I uh, liked her for a long you time. You liked her from Clone
2: Wars, which is, you from, know. Well, yeah. look,
0: it was difficult at first at Clone Wars. Let's be honest. The first thing we see her do is try to murder Ahsoka. I
2: was going to say, you like, you
0: like you like
2: your feisty, your feisty ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Cameron and I have talked about this a lot, that Star Wars in the early days, like, think of the original trilogy it yeah. was like a very black and white thing this mm-hmm. is good this is bad and there was like Absolutely. no in between right yeah there's no gray area yeah and that's why we like characters like bogotan because she very much exists in the gray area you know she if does. you could borrow something yeah. from marvel bogotan has red in her ledger she does
2: red look time. at you yeah no that's one of the things that i love about the character is that she you know when when we first meet her she is she is you know um, she's in death watch she's in death watch she's you know she's <laughs> smacking ahsoka in the butt she's you know she's yeah you know participating and you know some not so so mm-hmm. great things
0: questionable activities
2: you know i the way that i've always looked at bogatan and the way that i explain her in my mind is and that dave and i have spoken about at length is that Bo was very young. I know that, like, people have a hard time understanding how she could be the age that she was. But in mine and Dave Filoni's mind, she's like 19 years old. You know, she's impressionable. She's a kid. She's, you know, she's following who she thinks is the right person to follow. And she's doing what she thinks is right for the Mandalorian people. Mandalorians have always been warriors. So all of a sudden, you have someone come along whether they're family or not, who is who is thinking about the man completely shifting the Mandalorian people and saying that they're now pacifists. And it's like, that's right. not who we are, you know, and she so much says that she doesn't know how to lead when she's not at war, when she's not fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's who these people have always been. So, you know, there understandably is a group of Mandalorians who were very upset about that. And sure. you're changing their way of life, and and you know, so she got caught up in some things that were not necessarily good. And yes, she did a lot of questionable things, but I think that she's always had the good of the Mandalorian people in in her mind.
0: Sure, you know, but she was yeah. directly and indirectly responsible for the death of her sister. <laughs> she was completely, completely responsible for the death
2: of her sister oh you're going directly she's directly
0: (laughs) responsible oh yeah 100 percent. the
2: actions that she took led up to that and i think that that that's what i love so much about the continuation of into mandalorian i think that yeah the bo-katan that we saw in season two and the bow that we're going to see coming up in season three you you feel that you feel that Mm -hmm. guilt you feel that Mm -hmm. responsibility of that you mm-hmm. feel the weight of that. She is, she is a person who is incredibly dark in her heart. She's got a yeah. lot of, of, of pain, and and she's got a lot of, you know. I think in her mind, I think that she's got a lot to atone for.
0: Well, not in her mind. I think in my mind, and in a lot of people's minds, baby. She has- I think, so. to atone I think so. I think so, maybe. Listen,
2: I'm trying <laughs> to be diplomatic and just, you know, because what I, what I don't Let's want do is for people to just hate, hate her. They're like, you know, there are definitely people out there that are like, Bo-Katan, no. And I'm
0: like, all right, well, you you're going to be disappointed. So, <laughs> well... We're we're not those people, Bogotan, no. I'm Bogotan, yes. Yeah, hey. Raby has
3: Bogotan g- tattooed all over her face, basically. I have a
0: Bogotan shirt, I have Bogotan Funko. <laughs>
3: Would you say it's more fun to play a character that kind of lives in that gray area than than a character that is more black and white?
2: Always. I, I think because it's the most realistic. Like I don't know anybody that is just always good. And always has been good or is always well, maybe there are people who have always been bad, but
0: you know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're not my friends. <laughs> I'm sure
2: that there are moments when they had like one glimmer of like, you know, empathy for something. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like people exist in gray. They they're not black and white. Yeah. They're much more complicated than that. And and so I thoroughly and love love playing complicated women. It's it's one of my favorite things.
0: During COVID, I did a rewatch of The Clone Wars and Rebels. And... So did I. I think that, that's... Um, it just makes watching now the Mandalorian series su- such a richer experience. Yeah. Because you understand more the history of these characters and the planet and what it's gone through. And we... We recommend it highly to all the time when we're on the podcast. Like, if you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels, it just builds out the world. You're missing so much.
2: It really does. I think that's one of the things that's so great about um, Mandalorian is that, that you can be the Star Wars of all Star Wars fans and you can Mm -hmm. be that person that has sat down and watched it in the order it's meant to be watched and you've watched every single minute of Star Wars. You can be that person. You can also be a person who's only ever seen Mandalorian and watches it because the little green thing is cute. And you're both going to get something out of the show. It's incredibly enjoyable. And I think that Dave and John have done such a beautiful thing because they've 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 given respect to the people that are fans that have yeah. watched everything but they know the show that they're making and 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 that is something that's so apparent when you're watching m- this show for sure more than any of the other ones in my opinion
0: yeah you watch an episode and if you know you know but if you don't know it's okay it doesn't hamper your viewing experience yeah
2: no not so. at all like it's not you know in Mandalorian I don't think is you know it's not it's not like watching like um Carnival Row where every five minutes I'm pausing it going like I am so confused. <laughs> like I have watched it, what is happening? And my husband's like, nobody knows, Katie. You're just gonna have to go with it. I'm like, I just I can't handle this. Like it's not like that. You don't I don't think you need to pause Mandalorian and be like, oh, I don't have any idea what's yeah. happening. And that's right. nice. Yeah. <laughs>
3: What was it like going from doing this character, uh, in animated form and then into live action? Like what, how, how do you approach the character differently or do you approach the character any differently knowing that you're on camera?
2: Yeah. It's such a different medium. You know what I mean? Like using your voice and, and changing the inflections of your voice and things like that to, to, um, convey emotions and stress and all of these different things that, that you can't see, that you can only hear, is so different than um, than using your face. And I think that you know, so many of the actors had a a hard time, and they were in the helmet. Um, and for me, that's like the easiest part of Bo, because that's where I feel most at home playing her. Actually, because I don't have to think about what my face is doing, because my face is not Bo dance face. Like. She is so still and so purposeful. She's hardcore. She is hardcore. She wears like, I mean, she is like a stone wall. And I am not. I am like all over the place and I'm (laughs) moving and my hands are moving and my face is moving all the time. And and so I have to really, really think about, you know, Mm -hmm. the movements of Bo as I'm, you know, playing her because it's so very specific and purposeful. Mm-hmm. so it's it's much more difficult to to do her in live action. More so, I think than had I not played the voice. I think that you know, because mm. i I, sense, yeah. I had her in my head, and I knew, you know, when I'm in the recording booth, I just do whatever I want. I don't have to think about. And so I don't think we realize how much the way our face moves actually changes the way our voice sounds um Mm -hmm. and because we know we know without even thinking about it that your face is going to help you sell an emotion so your voice is doing one thing and your face is doing another thing and it's all part of um you know the whole experience and if you take one or both of one of those away, it just changes everything if that makes any sense
0: yeah it does what did you think when you saw yourself in the costume for the first time
2: Um, the first time I was completely in the entire thing with the wig and the Mm -hmm. face and Mm -hmm. the, the, the costume, Dave and I were just sort of staring at each other laughing and like, (laughs) you know, we both may have had some tears in our eyes. It was, it was, uh, it was really cool. Really, really cool.
0: You're talking about Dave Filoni. He and I are from the same hometown. Are you in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. P.A. Proud, yes. Yep. We're both kind of suffering at the moment because our hockey team stinks. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough for uh, us. But I don't know
2: you guys. Well, you know, you've had a good hockey team, but but you had a really we good. We have,
0: but not currently. We we've been spoiled.
2: But you guys haven't had like a what like I haven't watched hockey hockey since like you guys had like Mario Lemieux. That was a long
0: time ago. Been a while. Yes, it was a long time yes, ago. A long time. Same. Yeah, Please give us like a little cool antidote about Dave Filoni, a hometown hero <laughs> of mine. Um, like, how does he go from Mount Lebanon high school to working on Skywalker right? Ranch, now co-creating the Mandalorian? Yeah, doing a
2: live-action Ahsoka show. Dave is one of the most authentic people I've ever met in my life. There is no mm-hmm. part of Dave that is calculated. That is not just authentically Dave Filoni all the time, and that's part yeah. of why he's so good at what he is, because or what he does, because he he's always he trusts his instincts. He's always just does what he wants to do, and um, he's incredibly kind and thoughtful and respectful, and and he's just like. A, a really really cool dude
3: what's cool about that is like you hear so many people do interviews and they talk about dave and everybody has the same takeaway i've and, never like, met a person a who really... doesn't
2: like dave filoni ever yeah i've never I mean, met a person so who has cool. anything other than just like the kindest most amazing things to say about dave filoni
0: yeah it's it just awesome. crazy that's what
3: you want i, think. I know and
2: Ravi,
0: uh, you're trying
3: to take credit for him because <laughs> you are what? from the same city, same
0: hometown. I get it. It's in <laughs> the water in Pittsburgh. I like the fact when I said we're from the same hometown. Katie knew immediately it was Pittsburgh, PA. Oh
3: yes, yeah,
2: yes, because of because of because of his personality, not because I've known <laughs> mm-hmm. him for 15 years.
3: <laughs> right,
1: right, right,
0: exactly. I mean, you guys also have Joe Meganello, too. We do. You guys have, have a lot Jeff of Jeff Goldblum. We have Michael Keaton, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Uh, Ming Na Wen went to the same high school as she did, felony, as did Mark Cuban. You did. You guys have a
2: lot of. Listen, my home, it's like me and Holly Madison are my. <laughs> it's like claim to, claim to Oregon. You have
0: one high school. I
2: think like Linda Blair lives there now, too. I don't know. You guys, yeah, you guys have so many people.
3: Katie, I was a. Uh... I was a massive, still am a massive Battlestar Galactica fan. So I'm really geeked out to be able to talk to you. Um, I almost even want to send you a thank you note after this with the corners cut off the paper. Um, <laughs> you've clearly done a ton of sci-fi. Is this a, a an area that you prefer when it comes to, to filmmaking and TV? Or do you think it's more fun than doing kind of slice of life type of stuff?
2: You know, I, I my I think that first and foremost, my dad raised me on science fiction and action. So, you know, he he raised me... I, I don't think there's a science fiction movie that came out in the 80s and 90s or, or action movie that I didn't see. Um, and I think that for myself, as soon as I moved to California and and started working, but once I had the luxury of choice, which took a while to get, but once I had mm-hmm. that luxury... And I could sort of say to my team, no, I really want to fight for this role. No, I really want that role. Or, um, And I started turning things I didn't want down. That's when I started picking sci-fi and action. I think on one hand, I started picking them because it was things that my father would want to watch, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but on the other hand, science fiction has always had, from the very beginning, strong female characters part of the reason was because it was it was dismissed as being not real. So you mm-hmm. were allowed yeah. to put strong women in roles kicking butt and being tough because people just went it's not real it's science fiction. She's an alien. Like it doesn't uh, this, they're yeah. not they're not really talking about women. Um mm-hmm. and so there were always really strong women in science fiction. You have, I mean, like when I was a kid, like we had Gordon Weaver and you had Lucy Wallace and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And like you had like Linda, Linda Hamilton to a certain extent as well. Like I- we can't really call that- I mean, I guess we could call that science fiction. Like there was a robot in it. Sure. But, like, yeah. um, sure, sure. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess it is science fiction, but like you had all these strong women that existed in that genre. And then you, you know, all the other genres, like think about it, like horror, all the girls are dying all the time. In reality, you, you know, if, especially when I first started in this business in 98, when they found out I was blonde, it was the ditzy roles or the girl that was, you know, sleeping with everybody or the girl that died in the movie that you like wish would die. Those are the characters <laughs> that blonde girls played. And it was like, uh. you know, this was what you had and And that's fine. like I you know I, I I worked my way up that way. But as soon as I had the opportunity to choose things, and I saw Battlestar Galactica, I read that script, I was twenty one years old, I literally fought so hard. I think I auditioned seven times for that. I cut my hair off. i I you know, mm-hmm. I did everything mm-hmm. I could to get that part because I knew it would change my career not necessarily because I knew Battlestar Galactica was going to do what it did, but because I knew if I could play a soldier, that people would go, oh shit, she's not the stupid ditzy blonde girl that takes her shirt off. Cool. So that was, you know, the reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get it because I am old enough to have seen the OG Star Wars in the theater. Ooh. (laughs) And I recall this, I was a little girl and Princess Leia being all mouthy to yes. Darth Vader, to uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Everyone. She's mouthy to Han Solo <laughs> and to Luke. Like uh, that, yes, honestly, made a big impression on me. It did. I was like, oh my God, I love this. This is the yes. best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yes. And it was because of her, because of that character, because she was not taking shit from Darth Vader. She's yeah. like She was basically like calling him Tarkin's lapdog to his <laughs> face.
2: And that's what I I love that. That's amazing. That was great. And so for parents that wanted to raise like a strong little girl, those are the movies that my dad showed me. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, I still I I wanted to be Bruce Willis and save the Nakatomi building. And I still do like (laughs) like that was I mean, like if someone had when I first started, they had been like, what kind of career do you want? I would have been like Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, being in in sci-fi and this type of genre that leads to some mega passionate fan bases Mm -hmm. like you said Battlestar very passionate fan base star wars hugely passionate fan base what's your like interaction with like these passionate fans been like for you yeah
2: it's always been fantastic you know um yeah of course there's like a bad apple here or there but for the most part sci-fi fans are especially sci-fi fans like the convention circuit sci-fi fans such an inclusive community and that's what i love Mm -hmm. about it you know i think that that that's one of the beautiful things about science fiction is that everybody can see themselves represented on camera whether it's a physicality a physical trait or even just like an emotional trait um you know, and mm-hmm. I, I love that. i I love that so much. and And so, for myself, I started in musical theater and and i I love the grat- that that like instant gratification of being on stage and performing and knowing if people liked what you did or not. And you don't really get that in this business. and and so one of the things that I love is going to sci-fi conventions because it allows me to not only give back to the fans um because I owe them so much for my career, but, but I also love that feedback. I love to hear what people loved about the characters and what they didn't love, and and um um, I I I think it's amazing. They're they're an impassioned group for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but Definitely. you know, I'd rather have people that are passionate about my career than than ones that can take it or leave it. So
0: let's get into it. Mandalorian season three drops Wednesday, and the last time we saw Bogutan. She was essentially being mocked by Moff Gideon mm-hmm. because she did not get the Darksaber. She was, and he it shot her. went to her. Djarin, and he's essentially making fun of her. Yeah. Knowing that she didn't win it in combat. I know. Do we know how Moff Gideon got the Darksaber in the first place?
2: No, I mean, I do. <laughs> but,
1: but
0: we don't, right? No. We don't yet. No. I mean... That's... That is like a burning question. I'm like, how did this shithead get the Darksaber away from Bogotan? (laughs)
2: That makes no sense. So one of my favorite things to do um, is abuse my relationship with Dave Filoni. And um, because he and I could could literally talk Star Wars all day long. I love it. I I so enjoy picking his brain and just talking to him about stories, stories we haven't seen, backstories that he just knows in his head. Like he knows everything about Star Wars. And just talk about her life and like the things that she's done and where she's been and, you know, what he is. Is this a piece that he has thought of yet? And and he's thought of it all. And so for me, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it has to do with Bo and and, uh, what circumstance, you know, we have questions about. I know where she was, where she's been and where she's going. And so all of that for me is so incredibly important because it helps me play this woman who is incredibly complicated. So yes, so I do know how he got it.
3: When you have these when you have these conversations with Dave, like how much do you get do you get the sense that he's had these you know thoughts and these stories in his head forever? or how much how much of it do you think he's like making up as he goes?
2: I think he dreams of these characters, you know? I think that they have been a part yeah. of his life mm-hmm. for so long that I guarantee you half of his day is filled with thinking about characters that he's created. It, just, it would have That's to so cool. because he's so close to them and he yeah. knows mm-hmm. these characters so much and he's constantly thinking and he's so creative. I cannot imagine that there isn't that portion of every day that he is just daydreaming about what happened in one what moment. And I know that he writes a lot of it down too, you know? So, you know, mm-hmm. like I think that he has like a whole Bo Katan story written from like w- way before we've even
0: met her. I've had passionate, I'm not gonna say these are arguments. <laughs> I've had passionate conversations. Cameron being one of them. Mm-hmm. Some of my other friends who are Star Wars aficionados who are all convinced I am not and I refuse that Bogotan is turning into the villainous this season. (laughs) Villainous. I won't have it, Katie. I won't have it. (laughs) (laughs) These have been extreme conversations about why she's not going to break bad.
2: You know, it's so funny. And one of the things that I enjoy so much about this whole process is I've gotten so good at lying to (laughs) y'all. Just like. I won't have it. This is like, um, you know, like as you're growing up and your parents are like a white lie is a lie. (laughs) like All of these things like, you know, Uh like. I, my, you know, like I, when I was a child, I, I would legitimately try to convince my mother that I saw a bear on the way home from school. Like, that's who I was as a kid. <laughs> I think that my compulsive lying taught me how to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ah. I just wanted to make stories more interesting. The walk home from school was so stupid. How great would it be if you saw a bear? Hello. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> sure. It'd be awesome.
2: But I, I think that this is like that one opportunity in my entire life where people are like, you're going to have to lie and it's going to have to be convincing. <laughs> so I've just gotten really good at it so I you know I think that uh, I, I think that you, this season is going to be very 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 interesting for a lot of people there you go Rave
0: well one of the reasons it's so going to be so interesting is there's a lot of Mandalorians showing up there is how much? How much do you guys know based on
2: what you saw in the trailers? Like, what? What do you like? What do you think? How many Mandalorians do you think you're seeing? Uh, I'm just curious because then it'll help me figure out if I'm spoiling anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like a bunch to me.
2: I would say
3: at least a couple dozen.
2: There's a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's that's definitely you know accurate. There there are definitely more Mandalorians. We're gonna see a lot of jetpacks this season. Oh hell yeah. Um. And and you know we're gonna we're gonna learn some stuff. It's gonna be really exciting. The the biggest thing about this season that I absolutely love is just how epic it is. It's such a grand season. It's it's mm-hmm. it's fast paced. It's emotional. It's it's uh, scary. It's like I don't know. It's all of those things that you want Mandalorian <laughs> to be.
0: And and then some.
2: Yeah, and then some. Um, You're gonna love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like four days. Are you going to watch it Tuesday at midnight? It's Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Oh.
0: Doesn't it come out like in I some places like up. at midnight?
3: Yeah. Ravi, you got to set an alarm.
0: Yeah. We're in California, so it does oh, yeah. come out midnight here in California. It does. And I remember I was with my uh, niece and nephew like over Christmas. I think it was mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett time. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's midnight. We can watch Book of Boba Fett. And they're like, uh, it doesn't come out till 3 a.m. I know. I'm like, what kind You're of like, lame place are we? God, I'm driving
2: west. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, Dinjar and Grogu showed up there. There were essentially like a couple Mandalorian episodes within the Book of Boba Fett. Can we
2: talk about that Bryce Dallas Howard episode, though? Like... That Bryce Dallas Howard episode was like. She's incredible.
0: She's such a great director of these episodes. Yes. Because
2: she is a fan. Which, I mean, listen, every director yeah. I've worked with on this show has been a fan. But there is Bryce is like a giddy schoolgirl on set in the sense that she's just so excited to see what's happening and she wants to try new things. And she's like, oh, my God, this is going to look so cool. Like, I love it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs> It's like, and I love that about her. I absolutely love it because it's just like her laughter and her joy on set are just infectious. And but that, the violence in that episode was unlike anything I thought we'd seen. I mean, we saw some, mm-hmm. just like, really big violence, and it was on camera, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I loved that. Awesome. I'm all for
0: it. Me too. I'm here for it. Me too. You know what? I would also be here for Yeah. a clash. Between Bogotan and the armor, and the armor, yeah. that, because she yeah. ta- she talks in the book of Boba Fett yeah. about not liking Bogotan.
2: She does, she does, and which, she says that I'm a cautionary which I tale. I can see,
0: yeah, which you know, because the armor has those little points on her helmet.
2: She does, she does. She's jealous of my breastplate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She, she's been trying to forge a breastplate <laughs> like that, and she Forever. just can't. She can't do it. And she's pissed about she it. She can't
2: do it. <laughs> she can't. It's all about the mold. You can't do it.
0: Oh, I'm my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't that be a hell of a clash? They're both warrior women.
2: They are. They are, and they're both phenomenal fighters, and they both have a very, very mm-hmm. different fighting style. You know, there's, like, a finastabo mm-hmm. that's
0: quite cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's... That's the fight that I w- really do want to see. Is that I'm is that a
3: demand, right Yeah, the
0: eventual clash.
3: That's a demand you're making?
0: Not necessarily <laughs> a demand, but I think I can't be the only one. Call Dave Filoni. High <laughs> <My spell. laughs> We could talk about how much the penguins stink and how much I want to see Bogdan fight the emperor. Yeah.
2: You know what? One of my, my favorite things, though, is that like I love reading the fan speculations online. mm because it is just like... Most of the time, they're so wrong. So wrong. So wrong. But but like <laughs> such a great idea, right? Like I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so sure. wrong. But wow, that would have been fun. <laughs> yeah, we
3: could have done that. That would have been uh, enjoyable.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I literally thought that to myself last night. If I had a dime for every wrong <laughs> um, fan comment that mm-hmm. I saw that was like so... They're so convinced something's going to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but this, this, I, yeah, it's, it's a really great season. It really, really is. We had so much fun filming this. You know, I, I work with Emily a lot and she and I just have a heck of a time on set. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which you mm-hmm. have to, because we're there for, for long periods of time. And I spend a lot of time with Brendan Wayne on set mm-hmm. and um, who, as you guys know, is in the suit for, for Mando quite a bit. And right. um, we, mm-hmm really just like hit it off and we're the biggest dorks together and and so it's it's a a really really fun set to be on
0: well it's almost here wednesday you can stop lying to us about bears (laughs) it is (laughs) wednesday
2: it is so close so 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 close wednesday yes
0: can uh, before we let you go can i make a request that if bogotan does break bad this season that you will come back on and comfort me because i will need it Will you have lost, like, some, like, big bet?
2: It kind of seems like it.
0: Like, is there... A- I will not have lost a bet. I will just have what lost a piece you make? of my soul. Did bo kills Grogu or something? <laughs> uh, because I've been defending bo to so many people. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I like being right. Listen, I, I love I, anyone that
2: defends Bo. I love to see people defend the things that she did in Clone Wars. Because <laughs> it's... It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And I think that, you know, I think at a certain right. point we have to, you know, there may be a piece of bow that you might just people may just have to bygone out,
1: <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> you, know,
2: it, you know, have to.
0: Bogotan can be defended. <laughs> she I think she's she can on be a redemption quest. Too. I do
2: think she's on a redemption quest as well. You know, I, I think that I don't believe that that she hasn't learned anything and the reason Mm -hmm. we know that is because she didn't accept the dark saber she's she's learned something like everyone wanted to you know the things that i read online that people are like so confused and and upset because she's taken it once before and they use it as an example to Mm -hmm. be like see this is a flaw in the story and and it's like no look at it and say to yourself okay great what's different now what's different now she took it before Mm -hmm. She will not take it now. The look on her face. So
0: something, it obviously didn't work out when she took it from Sabine and Rebels. So you have to <laughs> obviously ag- something has acknowledge
2: gone that something, something happened in the past that we have not seen that changed who she was as a person. And, and I think that that, that is, um, if, if there's any advice that I give people while they're watching this season, it's to keep those things in mind.
0: Well, maybe after the season, you can either come on and comfort me if I'm brokenhearted, yeah. Or you can come on and I can bask yes. in my career. Oh,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> and we can play in the parade. <laughs> yes, one or the exactly. other. One or the other. I will. I will console you, or we can bask in the joy. Either way.
0: Okay, that's perfect. That sounds perfect. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for giving us some of your thank time you. today. Oh
2: my gosh, my pleasure. My pleasure. I can't wait to like, go online after episodes air and see what people say.
3: <laughs> thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, it's we my really, pleasure. We really, do appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good run. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was Katie Sackoff, Cameron.
3: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> if I wasn't excited for Mandalorian Season 3 before, I'm so excited now.
3: I don't know. Like look, I know we're Ooh. only like 2 days away, but Jesus yeah. Christ, can we just get to it? <laughs> Let's get into a time machine now. I my like I've been such a fan of hers for so long. Mm-hmm. Um Star-huck. and it's really nice to see that she's very much the person that mm-hmm. I thought she would be. Like she's so cool. She um super into sci-fi. I love the story about uh, that she told about her right. dad and her mm-hmm. and it's just so cool. Like, it makes me so happy to to know that somebody like her is involved in Star Wars, you know? Yeah.
0: Somebody who just digs it, who really cares about the product. Who gets it. Who really it. cares about the genre, who really cares about the fan. It's not just a job for her. Yeah. And that's what I'm digging.
3: Hell yeah, dog.
0: <sighs> I can't. How many lies do you think she told us? Several. <laughs> yeah.
3: Several. <laughs> That would be so like if if I was in the I wouldn't be able to do these interviews.
0: Oh, you'd be like the Tom Holland.
3: Oh yeah, they <laughs> would go. Oh, it, even when I'm not giving you the answer you want, you could mm-hmm. see it on my face without a doubt.
0: Yeah, just spilling. You know? just spilling left and right.
3: God, you know, oh, I'm so excited that the show is back. I loved Andor. I loved, of course, uh, the book of Boba Fett. But this is the this is the one that started it all. You know,
0: right? And it's been a long time since since we saw Bogotan lose the Darksaber to Moff Gideon and and Grogu go off with Luke Skywalker. It's been since 2021.
3: (sighs) We're almost there. We're almost (laughs) there.
0: It's back on Wednesday. I cannot freaking wait. Uh, We'll be covering it, obviously, episode by episode because that's what we do. That is what we do. So you've got to be liked. You've got to be subscribing, uh, leaving reviews for us. You've got to follow us, Nerd Not LA on Facebook and Twitter, nerding Out on Instagram. Yep. So much, so much Mandalorian content coming at you. I and think I know what happens. I think
3: I know what happens at the end of the season.
0: Oh, my gosh. My nipples are just hard right now.
3: Bo takes the Darksaber and off with Grogu's head.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Cam.
1: Nerdin' Out is nerding Out about the Mandalorian. This is the way.
0: This is the way.
1: This is the way. Yep. It sure is. This is the way. That's what I just said. This is the way. All right. All right we got it. This, this is the way. Guys, can, this is the way. Oh my God, can we just start the podcast? The phenomenon is on, and the Nerding Out crew is taking full advantage of it. This is Nerdin' Out, Mandalorian Edition. <laughs> this was a great Nerd Out.